Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Hello, HIH family. I am so excited to be coming to you for another episode of the podcast. This week, we've got Matthew Collins. Yep, that's right. We've got a guy joining us on the podcast, and he is so perfect, especially as we're nearing the end of the year. Um, I couldn't be more excited to have Matthew on. He's incredible. So him and I met actually when I got into the TV industry at Much Music. Um, he was doing all of our hair. You know, really, really talented guy. Since then, he's left Toronto, moved to LA. He's done basically every celebrity under the sun. He's unbelievably talented. But what makes him even cooler, guys, is the fact that 10 months ago, he found fitness once again. He actually was super into fitness when he was younger. He ended up going um, to college on a football situation, got injured, had to take a break, and then his hair career really took off. But 10 months ago, he decided to get back into the world, to get back to health, to get back to giving himself a little moment every single day and he found spinning and it has completely changed his life. He has found a community. He has helped other people find fitness. He is so committed to helping people, you know, go out there and find something that works for them because he is living proof that you can take years and years and years off of health and fitness and wellness and get back into it and see the results. And today having him on on his birthday was so special because we had so much to celebrate and after this episode, we actually went to a spin class together where I got my ass thoroughly kicked. Holy shit, it was hard. And I just loved having him on. You know, we talk about his story. We talk about the power of positivity, the power of the mind. Um, he's a super rad dude. Definitely check him out. And if you need any hair inspo, also definitely check out um, his Instagram page. Okay, that's it. Uh, I'm going to stop blabbering because I feel like I could just go on forever. Matt, love you, buddy. Happy birthday. Um, enjoy this week's episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast with Matthew Collins. I would sing you happy birthday, but I have the worst singing voice ever. <laughs> it's not cute. I still enjoy it. It's not cute. <laughs> happy birthday. I would want to do it super cheesy, though. It's your birthday and you're doing the podcast. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know. I had to. I was like, this is, I don't know, this is the journey that I'm most excited talking about than anything I've done in the past, really. I mean, we met when I first started. Mm-hmm. You were you were doing everyone's hair, and I was like, who is this guy? He's like this cool rocker hairdresser covered in tattoos. But back then, I would only ever see you if it was work mode or yeah. if we were out partying. Exactly. Life has changed drastically yeah. for both of us. That's completely. I wouldn't change a thing, but I'm so glad for me that I'm in a place now where going out with friends is not always around partying. Yeah. That, you know, it's a little social, a little fitness day, a little brunch day. I know. And you're choosing to spend your birthday by doing just that. 
Yeah, that's I literally last night I went out for a couple drinks and dinner with friends and I got home at about 11:30 and then I meditated till my birthday at midnight, which I I've only done like twice for 5 minutes this year, but it's my 2020 goal, so I'm like, well, I might as well start early. So I did that. That was great. So you rang in your birthday by meditating. Yeah, by meditating. So you said you only <laughs> did it twice normal. for 5 minutes? Like how did you yeah. how did it go? I just used like the, the app the Breathe app yeah. and because I use I sleep with sleep sounds every night with it and then yeah, I did that. And then I woke up, and my friend and longtime client Haley is an instructor at Barry's, and so I went and did her class this morning at eight fifteen, and then yeah, and then I have a spin class. Literally every year, I'm the birthday planner. Like I plan everything. I want to get all my friends together, yeah. and this year I just was like, I'm gonna do a spin class with one of my favorite instructors. It has such a vibe in her class. Emily. And Emily is just so good. And I was like, that's how I want to spend my day. Because I want to spend my day with these people in a room that there'll be a lot of people that I love in this room, but even the people that you don't, we're all pushing each other so hard. And that's why to me, it's like, I don't know. I guess we'll get into it later. But like, I was always a team sport guy. I was never solo sport. Mm -hmm. So going to the gym by myself, um, doing any sort of solo workout doesn't entertain me. I need to be with a pack. And I never did that until this year. I never did group workouts. And Which I never, is crazy I didn't to think about because now it's such a big part of your life. It's all I want to do. Because And it, some people can work out by themselves and good for them. But I know if I go by myself to the gym, I'm going to half-ass that shit so bad. I'm like, oh, well, there's 20 minutes of stretching. I guess I got my workout in. And then I feel like shit after because I'm like, I feel like I just wasted my day because I'm someone who needs to sweat. Like I need to be bright red in the face, drenched in sweat, ideally with other people. Um, because there's something really powerful about doing it with a community. And like you said, you can know them or you can't know them and it's fine because you're in it together. You're like experiencing something intense together in a safe space and like you always feel better afterwards. And especially if you're beside someone that's encouraging, like they're showing off and there's encouraging. Mm -hmm. And when you find the right space, people are really encouraging each other and you find that motivation to like stand up longer on the bike or push harder or reach down and pull up tension. And when you see someone beside you and you know, it's from a space of love, Mm -hmm. it just, you're like, you're going for it. I got to go for it. I'm going to your birthday ride tonight. I'm going back row. I'm Uh. so nervous. I, I mean, ride is intense in like a good way, Mm. but I haven't been, I haven't been to a ride class in a long time. I love it. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. I know the music is going to be good. I'm just going to be thinking of you the whole time. Like when she I like want to She drops quit. reggaeton and it's like, I didn't <laughs> think I liked reggaeton. And now from Emily's class, I'm like all about it. It's I'm, just got just beats drop. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like we're partying on a bike. I literally explained that like the where I'm obsessed with in Toronto and it's like. I literally, I, I wasn't coming back to Toronto a lot. And now since I found Ride Cycle Club, yeah. I'm literally, I'm only, I'm spending way more money because I'm only booking one way tickets to and from Toronto mm. to LA. So I can either book a last minute trip and come earlier or stay longer based on work that is in LA because I just want to be here longer yeah. to go to ride. And the way I describe it is it's like, you know, in your twenties when your friend is like, dude. I got us in this crazy underground club. You can knock three times and you're going to get in and you go in and it's like a rave, like <laughs> the coolest rave with the coolest music and it's dark and dirty and you have the greatest night ever, but like you're hungover for two days. But like now you go to ride 
and you leave feeling magical, but yeah. you feel like you had that same emotional experience mm-hmm. that you wake up and you're like, holy shit, last night was crazy. For the rest of the day, you yeah. feel like that. But that's the thing with fitness. When you find the right thing, mm. it is a high. It is like truly the most amazing feeling in the world. And if you experience it with a friend or you're yeah. in a class, like you've done that together and you don't fucking wake up hungover. Mm-hmm. I can't handle hangovers anymore. Like no. I'm done to the world and I can't, I hate feeling unproductive. And that's why I like classes because classes you commit financially as well. Yeah. So when I'm drinking, I will still book and go to a seven or 8 a.m. spin class the next day. Because first of all, I know the music is gonna liven me up because it's mm-hmm. so loud. But then I'm going to sweat out that hangover. And whatever my hangover was, I just dropped it by 50%. Yeah. And I feel so much better about myself mentally and physically. I've definitely done a fitness class or two or 10 where I reek of tequila after one of those nights. But I commit to my fitness. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? If I did that to my body last night, it's time to do something good for it today. And you do. You feel better. You might not smell the best no. in class, but hey, whatever. Because if you sweat. drank your sweat, you'd probably get drunk again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this whole, <laughs> whole cycle. Like fitness is now a huge part of your life. I mean, you literally come to Toronto more. I yep. mean, I like that you come to Toronto more. Yeah. Me but too. this is like a relatively new chapter it's for only you. Like not, it's only 10 months old. No, maybe it's coming up in 11 months. You're going to yeah. have to do a massive celebration when you hit your one year oh, mark since time. returning to the fitness world. I know. I can't wait. What made you finally want to do it? Want to change things up? Because you've gone through such a physical transformation. Yeah. But I feel like even your energy and like the way you walk into a room is completely different now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So it's like, like I grew up, I, I was sport obsessed. That's all I cared about until I was 23. I did hair because I loved getting my hair cut. I at no point thought I'd be a hairdresser. I never thought you could make money. I basically, when Can we I pause started, there. Yeah. How you loved getting your hair cut? Yeah. All, like obsessed with it actually to the point where I wanted my parents to pay for it every week and they were like no Matt normal people get their hair cut once a month <laughs> and I have four sisters and a mom that have really challenging hair to cut so they would always go to the most high-end salon wherever we lived me and my dad would go to the tiny Italian barbershop smaller than this room that we're in and we would just get haircuts once a month and so my dad one day when I was 12 bought me a clipper set from the beauty supplier and I came home and he's like Matt you want your hair cut every week learn how to do it yourself so when I went in, the barber would start showing me tricks. Yeah. And then at 12, it was easier instead of waiting a week to do it every three days because it wouldn't grow long enough that it was hard to, you know, make a line if yeah. I screwed up. So from 12 to 16, I cut my own hair almost every three days. And then I started to convince all my friend on my friends on my football, rugby or whatever hockey team to let me cut their hair. And I gave them all a $50 guarantee. I said, if I screw up your hair... I'll give you 50 bucks and you don't have to pay me. Keep the, your, the money your mom gave you to go to your hairdresser. Because I just wanted to do it. It was fun and I never had to pay anyone because my friends are all jocks. So yeah. everyone would shave their head for 50 bucks. It's two cases of beer, right? That's, yeah. They're going to do it. And, and it, were they receptive? I mean, I'm just yeah, trying to imagine because, like teenage boys. Yeah, they and, like, all one of their guy just love like, them. Can I cut your hair? Yeah, they all. It, it, was, it was a slow go. But when they started to see that I could do it, they started. But then they also knew that I was always cutting my hair and my hair always looked good. So... They did it. And then when I went to university, um, I went to St. Mary's in Halifax. That's when it really, there I was already doing it. So I was, I had the courage. So I was like, yo, dude, let me cut your hair. And everyone's in college. No one has money. Yeah. And everyone on the football team was like, let's do crazy shit. Like I remember before Christmas, one of um, my buddies, he was a wide receiver and I shaved a Christmas tree in the back of his head. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that was before I did anything. It was just like how I rolled. Um, That probably would have been like right now. 
what, 17 years ago or oh something like gosh. that? Oh my gosh. I wonder time what ago. that guy's doing now, the Christmas tree head. Yeah. I think they're all killing it. They like he. I wasn't allowed to go back. I didn't go to school. I literally went to play football. Got injured during training camp. Then I, I got better quicker than I thought. Drunk, met the other rugby team in the bar, and they said they still could use more players on their team. And always, my biggest passion was playing rugby in high school, and I was better at it I think than football. But I liked the glory because that year they won the Vanier Cup. Like it was a big <laughs> team. But then I switched to rugby and met some of the raddest dudes I've ever met and. Coincidentally, we were sponsored by Molson Export. <laughs> so, like, we worked hard, trained hard, but played. also played incredibly hard. Like, they gave us, like, a keg of beer, like, every weekend or something like that. Because on the East Coast, oh, the yeah. beer co- company can sponsor a team. I had no idea. In college. May- I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm getting that school in trouble right now, but, like, uh, uh-huh. but it happened. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you going to do? But then I literally finished school, and I basically... I had a good buddy, Rob. He, he had a little private gym on uh, Adelaide. And from then till now, which is about 17 years, I maybe worked out one year of that. And I'm talking nothing the rest of the time. Nothing ever. Didn't even play a pickup sport. I just worked nonstop, like 14 hours a day, every day. And I went through phases of partying a lot or different things. Like, I just stopped everything. And I don't know why. I just got discouraged. I thought work was what I needed to do. Poured everything into it. And I just lost that. And I think, I don't think I lost something of myself when I stopped it, but I didn't grow. Right. Mentally, I grew work-wise and yeah. I grew in a lot of different ways, but I wasn't, I wasn't getting things out of me that I thought I was. Yeah. That's the thing with fitness. It's so much more than just burning calories. Like that's awesome if that's what you're going for. Nothing wrong with yeah. it. But the mental kind of escape whether you're escaping your day, whether you're escaping your busy mind, whether you're escaping shit at home, like it gives you that yeah. even if you don't realize you need it. Up to me, I just can't believe you went from playing sports daily at a collegiate level and then all of a sudden just walking away from that world. It was, it was really hard because I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to play rugby right away. I, d- I did. I tried to join a men's league. Yeah. But being a hairdresser, I realized like playing rugby, you get injured to some degree every game. Like, it's a very intense sport. Yeah. So I'm like, if I sprain a finger, I'm done. That's like four, three, two, three, maybe even a month of my career that I have to stop. So I just had to, like, that was the hardest thing I've done. I still, my biggest regret is that I can't play rugby. Like, I just would love to do it. I yeah. love to, I love the intensity of it. I love the camaraderie of the, the way that it is. It's like a, a sport of gladiators. Oh my God, I don't like know that. anything about rugby, but I look at it and I'm like, it just looks like they're kicking the shit out of each yeah. other. Like it looks it's so gnarly. violent, but, but yet it's they're happy. Very happy. It's like I think, I think we're all everyone that plays rugby has a little bit of psycho in them. <laughs> but then I think it translates to like now when I'm in a spin class, I would say I'm the loudest person in the spin class. I'm hooting and hollering, and I'm going ape shit. And if I look at myself when I played rugby or football, that was you. I can be the calmest guy, but when I lose it whether it's like of anger or if I, you know, lose it because I'm so excited about something, I lose it. Like there was a movie, a football movie years ago called The Program. Okay. And there's this one guy that was on steroids and on the football team. It was like a college football movie. And he like ran out and like smashed his head into the window. Like he was on steroids, but he was the crazy guy that would like smash his head against other people's head in the changing room and get people pumped up for the game. Like that was me. Like I wasn't on steroids, but like I was insane. I look forward to seeing the hooting and the hollering tonight. Yeah, there's a lot. And 
but I just love it because as soon as I start to do it, other people feel the same space that they can do it Mm because everyone really wants to. I feel like, and I still am like, oh, I feel like I'm going to be like, you know, is this stupid? But I'm like, people love it Mm -hmm. and they want to hear it and it encourages other people and then they let out a scream. It's like when we do yoga and you breathe and you release your voice when you do it and how good it makes you feel. Plus, when you're screaming in a class or cheering someone on it helps you breathe and i think sometimes we forget when we're in an intense class we're like a little hyperventilating we're taking shallow breaths we're not actually taking a deep breath but if you're talking to Mm -hmm. someone like the instructors do or if you're in the rows just like cheering and wooing like you're breathing and i agree as soon as one person does it all of a sudden the class energy just goes through the roof. Yeah. Like I have a Peloton at home and sometimes I catch myself cheering with the class that I'm following and I am by myself in the apartment. And you have headphones on, so no one hears no the music. Hear. But it feels so damn good. Yeah. But like I've been home where I, my boyfriend's in there. He's like, he looks at me and I'm like, I just said that out loud. I completely forgot, but it feels so good. It really does. So just like next time you're in a class, we're encouraging you. Yeah. Let it out. Just and you it see out. it like when, when the instructor makes it a safe space for people to do that, Yeah. you can see the difference. And yeah. I think in Emily's class, she's really made that safe space for it and it's wild. Ooh. But then it was like, I was just thinking as I was talking is like, so this week, this girl, Alex, who teaches at ride, she is the hardest ride I've ever done. I've done another ride with someone in LA. It's really hard, but it, like it's, it's, it doesn't do much for your soul. It's just like a physically absolute demanding class. Mm-hmm. But Alex gives you something a little bit different. And I don't even, I can't even pinpoint it, but like everywhere else, what we consider a long, like a long jog is like a really fast paced song. So you're standing up, you're going really fast for a long period of time. Most other spin places, the max time is like a four to five minute mm-hmm. thing there's they do it for eight minutes alex did an eight minute jog oh the other gosh. day and the day before i did one of her class there's i think a six minute one and i felt like i was gonna die i was in it i was pumped to be in the class but for some reason my focus and my determination wasn't there and i ended up someone sent me this i think he's a motivational speaker i don't know his name but he also spins and he was talking about his spin journey and he's like if you don't he's like you're gonna hate your first spin class or your first workout and you should hate your last one in a positive way because you should be going so hard that it's somewhat miserable at times and it's pushing through that that gains you the real accomplishment when you're done. Mm. And in Alex's class yesterday, I did two classes yesterday and she said it was gonna be an eight minute job and I just literally sat into it and I mentally was like, you're not giving up on this. It's your birthday tomorrow. You committed to this. You will ride this. And then all I focused on was my breathing and just breathing calm and calming my soul. And it's crazy in a workout when you don't have that panic, mm-hmm. how much more your body can do. This a weird story, it brings me back. I know this is a little, a little off topic. This summer, I, look I had to three it. friends in Paris at my house. And we were in the pool, kind of joking around. And I was like, I like to go under the water and just randomly see how long I can hold my breath. So I go under the water and I hold my breath. And I came up at 35 seconds. And I was like, it's not that good. Then my other friend went under. She came up at 40. Then my other friend went on and came at like 42. And then I kind of wanted to like slightly cheat on this. So like I got my phone from the side of the pool and I Googled how to train yourself to hold your breath longer. So I watched, there's like these rhythm techniques on how to like, for about 15 seconds, you breathe a certain way and then you go under. But what was the most fascinating, it said, at the point where you think you're gonna drown, your body will start to shake. 
that's your body just telling you there's an emergency going on, but your body can take so much more. Most people that are like deep, deep, deep divers, like the, like the diving competitions that, that swim down to depths, um, they will shake and then can go for an extra two to three minutes after that shake. Oh my gosh. So, but th- most of us think we're going to die at that shake. Mm-hmm. And so I went down and I pushed myself up so that I could not go up. And I felt that shake and I went for like 15 extra seconds. So I went from 35 seconds. Then I feel like I hit the shake around 40 and I went to I almost broke a minute. Wow. Just from the mental game of the changing it. And it's crazy change your body that where you literally thought you were going to die but then you doubled it and you're still alive yeah that's the power of the mind it's wild like you if you can shift your perspective it's not easy but if you can actually check in with yourself and be like how can i look at this differently yeah shit will change it will change so quick because you're right if you're going if you're doing that eight minute jog and she says it and you're like well this is gonna fucking suck my legs are burning i can't breathe i'm sweating everywhere i'm hot i'm thirsty i need to pee you start thinking about your laundry list what's mm-hmm. going on in your relationship i mean you're setting yourself up to have a really shitty eight minutes 100 percent. but if you kind of do what you said and just commit to it and tell yourself whatever you got to do to get through it you will still complete the eight minutes but your mindset is so different mm-hmm. if you complete the eight minutes and all you're doing is negative self-talk that eight minutes is going to be awful. You're just counting down for it to be yeah. over. But if you have positive self-talk, yeah, that eight minutes is going to be long. It's going to be tough. You might still be waiting yeah. for it to be over. But then it'll end and you'll be like, mm-hmm. Yep, good yeah. job. And your body, at the same time, your mind is so smart to be able to get you through that and powerful. At the same ways, it's also so powerful that during that ride, it's going to then go the other way and convince you, be like, oh, no, 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 this, this, this pain isn't right. There may, there may be something wrong with your knee. And there is the time you need to listen to your body, but there's also the time when your body's bullshitting you and it's just giving you that excuse to give up. And How do I you think know the difference? It's really hard. I think you need to have a genuine pain. You need to, you know what I mean? To me, I try to stretch a lot yeah. and I'm trying to introduce more yoga because if you just do one workout for a long time, which is what I do, you get tense in certain ways and you don't want to snap something. So I'm trying to stretch myself out in other ways Mm -hmm. so that I can be better at the one thing I love as well. So I'm starting to know my body more. So I do know when my body's bullshitting me and it's telling me to whatever. And when we talk about a shift, the same guy that I watched this video that encouraged me to do this, he said something like, um, even if you're not a positive person, Because some people are like, well, I'm just not that positive a person. Or I am going through some shit. But you need to just start changing your life, even if you're bullshitting, by presenting happiness. Like, I had a staff member when I had salons, and she would walk in every morning, and I'd be like, hi, so-and-so. She'd be like, I'm like, how are you today? She's like, I'm okay, and would walk. And so okay was her baseline. Nothing would be wrong, but like, don't okay me. For the next hour, I'm going to be wondering, why is she okay? Is she okay? Should I go check on her? What's going on in her life? Like, I'm sensitive to that. So if she was just like, hey, I'm great, Matt, how are you? I'd be like, oh, I'm super good. And so I'm reacting to her greatness by my positivity. So if you're walking around like Eeyore and it's like, hey, how are you? I'm okay. Your response from that person is going to be a negative response, which is putting you into a deeper hole. And like just starting to open up this positivity and this like this light is something that frustrates me. And I think in my dating life, that's like (laughs) what I see is like, I think we were talking earlier and it was like, my number one thing is just positivity. If you mm-hmm. can't be positive in most outlooks, that's okay. Yeah. 
but my positive is going to annoy the shit out of you and yeah. you're going to hate me. Like you're going to really <laughs> well, this is not going to work. Yeah. How, why do you think you are so positive? Is it a choice that you make every day? Were you born positive or do you just like this one? I think is the, so this is like, I've actually talked about this before, but I think it's still the most impactful moment of my life. I'll say the story quick, though. My best friend in grade eight got diagnosed with cancer. Best friend of life. Uh, it was happened really quick. He had to go to sick kids the next day after he found out. He went through chemo and everything, and he came back, and we were going to have a sleepover. And he was let out of the hospital. He, he wasn't going to be okay, but they thought he'd have a couple, few months. Had a sleepover at his house. It was just the two of us. And at some point, he looked at me, and he said, Matt, I know I'm going to die. And if you use my death as an excuse to cry for weeks or to not move forward on your goals or to not push forward at all times in your life, I'm going to be looking down from heaven and I'm going to hate you. So to me, I bawled my eyes out right after. I really did when he passed because he died the next day. Like it was a, he had a seizure and there was this issue at the hospital and he passed. But I've and I have friends that went down the other side. They were affected by this death so young and went down and used it as every excuse to do bad things. But I was like, no, I have to honor him. And we all think that, and we all have this mass devastation when people die, right? But think of anyone you know that died. Think of how much more pissed they'd be if you were going around, and there is a morning time, but then there's also a time that you need to pick yourself up again. Like, you gotta go do this. Because I would, if I passed away and I saw someone doing that, I love her, like my, my future wife or my children, I'd be like, guys, what, I died so you can stop doing shit mm -hmm. and, and, and hide in your life in a shell? No, I know I would be pissed. And him saying that to me and his enlightenment at the fucking Eight. grade seven, I think it was grade seven. And, you know, it was just, this kid was an absolute inspiration for me for how he fought it. Like he had no yeah. fear. he never had fear in his eyes, which blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I hope he's he watching knew. right now. I hope he's watching. Oh, I think so he always is. He's, it's wild. Like, I think he's always there. I really do. Well, we all need to be more positive for him. Cause that's, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. I really, I, I was not expecting that story. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Shit. It's, it's, it's a hard one. I'd like to say it to people when they are going through a loss. And yeah. I worked at a camp years later for six years and, I, I was the head Bible study and cabin leader. So I would always get the kids with, you know, autism or Down syndrome yeah. or kids that recently had a family death. And I couldn't relate to their situations, but it taught me a lot of how to understand their situations. And you know what I mean? I think that I really can look back and his life didn't just impact mine. I was able to impact others. And, and that's why I feel like I want to do what I'm doing now and speaking out more about different things because for years, I was too shy to talk about it. I was too concerned of what other people would think. Yeah. And I know I post pictures and people are sitting out there being like, oh, who does this guy think he is? Or, oh, you're just posting another fucking gym selfie or whatever. It's like, yeah, but I thought those same things about other people. I thought they were douchebags because they were posting gyms all the time. And it's only because I was at home eating a burger with extra cheese at that time. And, and I wasn't like working shit. out for years and feeling like shit. And then when I started to do it, I started to do it. And you realize that... It's inspiring. Like my best friend Tyler, who I'm going to Mexico with tomorrow, I gave him my old Apple Watch. And before that, I gave it to him because the Apple Watch changed my life. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a plug at all. It was yeah. like I was able to add, I have 20 friends on my Apple Watch in the competition side. 21 now. Yes. And it was like one of my friends actually was like, listen, I love you, but like, <laughs> I had to stop seeing your notifications because <laughs> you're working out way too much and it's buzzing on me all the time. 
but it's like this accountability. We yeah. do competitions. I get to see and like when I see one of my best friends who I know is going through a journey hit that workout thing, of course I'm sending them a message right away. Yeah. I'm like, kill it, dude. That's it's, wild. It's amazing that, you know, people harp on tech and social media and the overconnectedness, but there's so much good out there. Yeah. And wearable tech that allows you to connect with your fitness community, especially for you, you're on the road all the time. Yeah. If you can still feel connected to your buddies, especially if they're also going through it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's so motivating because you're just like, hey, He's on it. I'm going to get on it. She's working out. Let me yeah. join. We like whatever I can get in my back pocket that's going to help me stay on my fitness journey because it's not easy. Nope. Even if you've been doing it for years, like sometimes you fall off the bandwagon and it's really fucking hard to get back on. Yeah. But if you have that circle or if you have someone in your life to just help you stay accountable, it's going to make it so much easier. Like my new favorite thing is, yeah, I don't have a lot of free time. So what I do is I like to make my social hangs fitness dates. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like let's do something. Let's still hang out. Let's still yeah. go for coffee after like you even go, go for you, a drink after. Yeah, I don't you care. Go work out and then you have a smoothie at Cali love. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what it is. We used to go out and get drunk, yeah. go party with people and you barely have a conversation with them all night. And then people get mad at each other because you're not going out partying with them. But it's like, okay, yeah. well, we're going to have a five-minute conversation that whole night. Yeah. Like, we're going to have fun times, but that's all we're going to have. Now we go work out, and we sit down for 30 minutes, yeah. and we've now became way better friends. Like, 30 minutes else. of good quality time. And, like, no shade to people who are still going out and partying. No, like, do your I thing. I still like to. Trust me, I still now tonight. and then <laughs> let loose. I still, there's a weekend not long ago where I got home at 3.30, and I was like, whoa. But you know what? I got up at 7, and I went to my 8 a.m. workout. Those nights happen now and then. But it just, like, make an effort to like put yourself first. And I think that's the thing with like fitness and eating well is like you are making that choice, that deliberate choice to be like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something good for myself. And the beautiful thing is that the ripple effects of that transfer into everything, your friendships, the way you go to work, the way you feel when you're on vacation, dating, like everything starts to fall in line. And then that's the other thing. Like you have this beautiful platform, you know, people are like, oh yeah, he does like all these celebs hair. He's super talented. Also, he's a person and he's on a fitness journey. Mm -hmm. Like you were out there killing it in your career and now you're being so open with your fitness journey yeah it's i was really great at convincing people to go party and to do crazy things before and yeah. now i'm feel like i'm using that same talent to bring people to workout classes and do different things because it's about this balance but it's also like anyone listening out there like you don't have to go hard right from the get-go mm-hmm. like you got to set goals and do them but i do just suggest doing something every day yeah. At least for the bit, you got to make it a habit. Like people yeah. are like, well, you shouldn't work out every day. It says you should only work out three days a week. I'm like, it's not about that. Do different workouts. Go to spin classes three days a week, do two berries classes and do three yoga classes. Yeah. Like do just stretch yoga classes, yeah. like figure it out, but you're going to get that consistency and then start giving yourself days off. Like after a little bit, yeah. but like feel your body, but you got to commit to something or commit yeah. to just walking around the block once on yep. Thursday, twice on Friday, three times on Saturday. You just have to start. And sometimes that's the hardest part, mm-hmm. which is give yourself a chance. Yeah. For me, movement is non-negotiable on a daily basis. Yeah. doesn't mean it's a hard workout every day. Like I have to move. If I don't move, I will sink into a pretty dark place mm-hmm. really fast. I noticed that. I never like, thought I had any sort of anxiety or depression, yeah. but I realized, no, I have. I was just masking it. And now... I know my body so yeah. much that when I don't work out, it's that same yeah. thing. You feel it and you're like, oh, wait, this wasn't here before. And it's like, no, it was there before. You just didn't know what, what you just didn't know what internal greatness feels like. So what, so you've been on this journey for like 10, 11 months. Mm-hmm. You're approaching your year mark. It's yeah. your birthday today. The goal of this year is no bad vibes. Fuck bad yeah. vibes. Sorry. Fuck it's bad fuck vibes. bad vibes. How do you feel like how, 
is this version of you different than you before you started your fitness journey? I, I'm more open to just anything. I'm more, I, f- I see what it feels like more to really encourage people. Like mm-hmm. it was great to inspire people in hair, but to inspire people to really change their lives to me is just, it's more than a haircut. Like the soul is like the greatest thing on earth. Like, you know what I mean? How we feel on the inside is like, I mean, people feel good on the outside, which does affect the inside, but I want to do it from all. And like, I think a lot of us that get into a position of, you know what I mean? I don't know there is a responsibility because I will say I'm not an influencer, but then when I talk to a publicist, they're like, no, Matt, you're an influencer. Like, it, it's just a fact. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not calling myself an influencer, but there's certain of us that are put into a position and people are watching our lives mm-hmm. and they're watching what happens. And I want to share everything. Like, I want to share my bad times. I want to share the good times. I want to be completely vulnerable with people. Like, you know, I had a I had a marriage and we posted such great pictures and said such great things and everyone thought we were the perfect relationship, but... It was never perfect. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things wrong with it. And no one thought that. And everyone was devastated when it ended because they thought it was just this perfect thing. I'm like, nothing's perfect, guys. Like, even the perfect relationship is not, <laughs> perfect. not perfect. And more celebrity couples need to post pictures of their arguments and them yeah. screaming at each other yeah. in their house. That's real life. It is. And I really hope that they start to because, yeah. you know, just be open. If you're going to post how much you love each other, also post how much you hate each other sometimes. Yeah. You can still hate people you're in love with. Oh, and that's yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens. I love it. I love that you're choosing to be more vulnerable, more authentic, yeah. and you're out there having an impact. Like people are commenting positive things. People are being, you just told me that some dude came up to you on the street mm-hmm. and said that he saw what you were posting and as a yeah. result started going to the gym and lost 30 pounds. Yeah, and he wasn't even a hairdresser. Like I don't, this guy was <laughs> random and like just Sam somehow came across my account. I was like, what? This blew my mind. I was like, okay, I yeah. see what this is doing. And I think about that when I'm, working out and I use it as motivation because like every single one of you listening out there will if you start this journey you're going to motivate someone it doesn't matter you don't have to have a certain amount of followers you don't have to do everything you're going to motivate your child or your brother or your sister or your mother or your father and I've been seeing that as a lot of like a lot elderly people but older people from their children's fitness are starting to take it over and like it's really inspiring. My parents are really into fitness and they were before always in health, but they weren't yeah. in fitness. And now in their retirement, they're both going hard. My oh, mom yeah. plays pickleball like yes, every day, all mom. day. She's always been like an athlete, yeah. my mom, yeah. but it's great to oh, see yeah. that. I'm going home for, to Ottawa and we literally have like uh, fitness dates planned every day. Cause they know for me, that's like, it's gotta be a thing. Oh, it's the best. And I think it's so great. Okay. So you and I got a birthday spin to get to. You yes, have we a do. Ahead. And before I let you go, what does healthy is hot mean to you? Matthew Collins. Healthy is hot means if you choose a healthy lifestyle, it doesn't matter what you look like. You're going to feel hot. You hold yourself higher. Mm. You think about yourself better and you exude that confidence and you do become hotter. It doesn't matter if your body hasn't changed at all or anything. You see it. It's just a light yeah. inside of people. And I think that's what it oh, is. Oh, happy birthday. I can't wait to hoot and holler. Yeah. I'll be in the background desperately trying to stay. With I feel like I yell feet. like the guy from Storage Wars. So you just wait till you hear it. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Happy okay, birthday. Love you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. A huge thank you to Kelly. Love this delicious spot in downtown Toronto um, for feeding us and giving us an amazing space to record this today. So if you enjoy this conversation, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthiest Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.